You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 214. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. with the Earn That Body podcast. We are just a few weeks now into January of 2021, and I hope that you're doing great. I hope you're staying safe, and I hope you are working on your health for the new year. Now, this is about that time when perhaps your New Year's resolutions are falling very quickly, but don't worry if you have fallen off track already there's always a better way to get back on track as soon as possible so just know that if you have fallen back on your resolutions it might just be because they were a little too extreme as i have said before but what i don't want is for you to ever give up on your health goals because that is so important to living a happy life is to live a healthy life. So no matter where you're at in your journey already in 2021, chin up, get back on track today and keep your health goals going. Now today we're gonna talk about asking me anything I about quarterly, have my clients and followers send me questions that they would like to ask anything, it can be anything, anything in regard to my health, nutrition and fitness, but also sometimes clients just have generic questions about health, fitness and nutrition that they want answered. And so I always take a poll every quarter to get a list of all these questions. And so do follow Earn That Body on social media so you have that opportunity to to join in and be a part of an awesome group of like-minded people where you can find lots of great inspiration. So Earn That Body is on Instagram, it's on Facebook. Uh, I even have some recipe boards on Pinterest, so definitely give a follow. And we will talk about all of these great questions that clients and followers had asked me, everything from favorite healthy treats to should you have a shake at night and even is body weight training uh, really good for your bones or should you be doing more than that lots of great questions came in and I'm excited to tell you all of them all of that after this and now it's time for the eagle's eye on health these are Kim's quick tips latest health news or piece of weekly inspiration This week's Eagle Eye on Health comes to you straight from Dr. Andrew Weil, a favorite doctor of mine that I follow. He's talking about sugar consumption and depression. And I think this is a really valuable article to go over right now, coming off of the holidays when so many people did overeat all that sugar. And even a lot of uh, emotional things come up over the holidays. A lot of people actually do get very depressed. And this year, probably more than ever due to the pandemic and people not being able to see their families and really live a normal life, there's even more depression out there. But I did think that this article certainly caught my eye because sugar consumption and depression certainly can go hand in hand and maybe you don't realize that. So that's the article that Dr. Andrew Weil has written. He says that this news comes from a University of Kansas study that linked sugar consumption to depression. 
In addition, the effects of limited sunlight this time of year can also have a negative influence on mental health. Now, if you're prone to seasonal depression, you might want to avoid sweet holiday treats, according to this professor and clinical psychologist, uh, when he notes that craving sweets is a common characteristic of winter onset depression. Now, the Kansas team analyzed research on the physiological and psychological effects of increased sugar consumption and concluded that sweets act like a drug. They have an immediate mood elevating effect, but in high doses, they can also have a paradoxical, pernicious, longer term consequence of making your mood even worse, reducing well being, elevating inflammation, and causing weight gain. Based on current knowledge, the researchers recommended sticking to the American Heart Association guideline limiting sugar intake to 25 grams or less per day. And that would be added sugars, just so you know. So a lot of my clients on my programs, they have a sugar intake per day that's over 25 grams because that also includes the sugar in your fruits and your dairy. So a little bit different for you. But a very interesting article and always really important to understand that what we put in our body can act like a drug, even if it's not a drug, right? Sugar is definitely one of those things and it does have consequences on our mood, on inflammation as well. So if you're someone who lives in this chronic state of inflammation and pain in your body, it's possible that the sugar intake you take in is not making it any better. And of course, weight gain is what happens with too much sugar. And that on top of everything will make you depressed, right? So things to keep in mind the next time you go to grab for that candy bar, maybe you realize that yes, you might get that instant gratification for just a moment, but after that, it might play a long-term consequence on your day, on your mood, on your energy, and maybe even on a pain level. So something to keep in mind. All right, ask me anything. That is the topic today. Lots of great questions came in from Earn That Body clients, even followers on Instagram and Facebook. So I am going to dive right in. And I feel so bad because I am going to say the names of the people who uh, sent me these. But I hope I don't ruin your name. This first one, especially Laura. I say this, Laura. I say your last name is Szymanski. You'll have to tell me if I got it right. Laura Szymanski. She said, these episodes are some of my favorite and I'm wondering how many takes it requires to get one of your awesome workout videos or are you just such a pro that it is done all in one take? Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad you love the uh, Ask Me Anything podcast episodes and that's a really good question. Um, So I'm a one-woman show, as you know. I actually do record all of my videos on my own. I do have them professionally edited, but I try to do my workout videos in one take, definitely. Now, that doesn't mean that a lot of practice doesn't go into each video that I do. So an example would be in the Willpower series, which is over 16 videos, absolutely the best workout program I have put out yet. In those videos, they were very intricate. 
And so I spent weeks and weeks working on the choreography and then I would do the actual workout on my own in front of a mirror until I really had it down. And then I do list like on a big paper board um, in front of the camera what each move is in succession in case I forget what comes next. But I do try to do it all in one take. Now, once in a while, I do have to stop a video midway and have it edited and put together so that you don't notice, but it's pretty rare actually. Um, once I did an entire car, I think it was a cardio video nonetheless, for it was like a 45 minute video and I killed it and it was hard. I mean, the cardio videos are the hardest to shoot because I have to be able to talk and jump and sweat all at the same time and then still sort of look like a normal person. And I remember this one time I did it, I completed it, I was so happy to be done, and I looked and the camera had turned off after the first five minutes and I didn't know because it was full. The, the, you know, the data was full in the camera so it couldn't take any more. I almost died. I think I did shed a tear because I had to do it over, but that's life and show business, I guess. So really great question. And then you actually had another good one and it said, best treats you have seen over the years on the many food logs you have reviewed. Looking for some more ideas that don't sabotage my log for the day. Yes, I mean, I've definitely seen over the last 10 years of Earned That Body and looking at endless food logs, all kinds of different things that people eat. Um, I'm going to throw a handful out that just kind of come to mind, but there's certainly a ton more. Some people will make homemade muffins of some sort because then they can really control how much sugar is put in them. I see a lot of homemade blueberry muffins that can be made on a a healthy scale. So I see things like that, which is sometimes a nice treat, especially right out of the oven. Another one that was real popular at one time is clients were making things with baked apples. And I have never done it, but you can certainly Google baked apple. And there's so many kinds of different recipes for baking an apple. And apparently they put just a little bit of cinnamon on top and it is delicious. And I can totally almost smell it just thinking about it. So baked apples might be one that you want to look up online to see if you can find a really healthy recipe or modify one uh, and give that an experiment. Another one that comes to mind is sometimes my clients after dinner want a little something sweet but still healthy, and so they'll add some kind of fruit to cottage cheese. That's delicious. Um, Mandarins and cottage cheese actually goes very well together. Again, that's one that I've seen before that's a little more unique. I'm trying to give you some new ideas. You always do have to be careful with the cottage cheese just because the sodium can get quite high. But that can definitely have some good protein and a healthy carbohydrate with the mandarins. Yogurt bowls are the same. I see endless yogurt bowls as treats out there. Um, the Greek yogurt is such a high source of protein. Sprinkle a little fresh homemade granola, that's my fave, on top, put some fruit in, and you're good to go. You can add so many different toppings to a yogurt bowl to sort of sweeten it. Um, even again, with that little bit of cinnamon, I've seen people do that with some apples in the yogurt. Tons of yogurt bowl ideas out there. Another one would be the chia puddings. 
Uh, people love to make chia pudding. And then I see a lot of oatmeal bites. So people are making their own sort of oatmeal. It's sort of like an oatmeal cookie, but they're called oatmeal bites. And they tend to be on the healthy side, again, dependent on what recipe you pick. But some of those might be ones that you look up online to see how they might be able to integrate into your food log and give you something new to enjoy. So thank you for those questions, Laura. I hope I didn't totally mess up your last name. <laughs> All right, Kelly Green, such an amazing client who's been with me for so many years. Kelly says, nutrition questions. Sometimes I need to eat a bit more than just fruit after dinner. Do you think an eagle shake is okay for dessert? So what she's talking about is the Eagle Protein Shake that I created and it's completely made of real food because I'm pretty against supplements and protein powders and I've done endless podcast episodes about why. So definitely, if you haven't heard me talk about supplements and protein powders, definitely check out some past episodes. I did create something called the Eagle Shake. And you can actually get a full free recipe book. I put all the recipes of how I make the Eagle Shake into an awesome little recipe book that you can get for free. Just go to earnthatbody.com right there on the front. You can download it. So great for all people. I really like the Eagle Shake because again, it's made of real food, which means you can feed it to your children as well. You don't have to worry about giving them a supplement. What you eat, they should be able to eat too. And so the Eagle Shake, I know lots of little ones out there who apparently love the Eagle Shake. Now, what Kelly wants to know is, it is, is it okay to have it for dessert? Sure, there's no reason you can't have the Eagle Shake for dessert. If you eat dinner and you're hungry after, then you haven't eaten enough. It means that you need more calories. A shake can be pretty high in calories and it can be very filling as well. So my only caution to you would be not to have it right before you go to sleep because you don't really wanna to go to bed with a full stomach as sometimes it really and truly can impact your sleep that night and you won't sleep as well. But there's no reason you can't have a shake for dessert, especially when it's the Eagle Shake, because really it's just Greek yogurt with fruit, some toppings inside. And if that sort of gives you that extra sweet flavor that you wanted after dinner and also fills you up, then absolutely I don't see any problem with that. My next question comes from Serena Ravenel, and she says, as we age, Strength training becomes even more important, and she is absolutely right. Would you consider your yoga-owned videos with weights to be comparable to a strength training session? I so enjoy them, but now I only lift weights one time a week, and I worry it's not enough to keep my bones strong. So great question, Serena, and I'm so glad you're loving my Yoga Ohm videos. Yoga Ohm is called Yoga Over Muscle for anyone who's curious what that is. It's a great yoga video series that works with body weight, but also with light weights. So you're getting to do yoga with light weights. It's definitely not easy, but it is an awesome workout. So anytime that you're using weights, it's definitely helping your bones. That's definitely so true. And it's one of the reasons it's so important as we age because we are start to lose that bone density that we weight train even more to continue keeping that muscle mass that we also lose as we age and also to help with bone density. So in the Yoga Own videos, there's a few different types of workouts. Some are body weight alone and some do have actual light weights, right? So yes, you're getting what you need 
in yoga ohm. However, one time a week probably wouldn't be enough. I would actually want you to use weights and probably heavier weights another day in the week. So yoga is great because part of it is body weight. And in yoga ohm, you're also using light weights. So once a week to do that, it's awesome. Um, even if you're doing the full yoga ohm series in the calendar and then you're doing it several times a week, that's great too. But in general, I would want to see you also strength training with some other weights as you progress. So maybe you go through the entire yoga ohm calendar and then after that integrate some heavy weight sessions in addition to the yoga. All right, so weight bearing or load bearing exercise is any form of activity or exercise in which you have to support your own body or support an external load. And this means activities in which you're standing on one or both legs or lifting an external load. And that's what you wanna be doing to benefit your bone density. You need weight bearing activity. Now muscles and joints and tendons and ligaments and bones, they all respond to stress of weight training. And a properly periodized training program that gradually increases the stress being placed on the body will result in positive strength adaptations in your tissues and even your bones. Now a stagnant program, one that doesn't vary the resistance being lifted over time can create a plateau at some point. Um, so that would be the only thing is you don't want to just do the same yoga ohm over and over. You want to get, go through that full program and then incorporate other things too. I would say the biggest problem with body weight training only, which again, yoga ohm uses weights too, but body weight only the biggest issue that you can come to is that you're not increasing the resistance level basically whereas when you lift weights you can use heavier weights as you progress and that continues to increase the changes in your body so all in all you're doing great with yoga ohm once you go through the full calendar of it what i would do is integrate yoga ohm one day a week and then a heavier set of lifting another day a week, maybe two days a week. So as you really get older, like 40s, 50s and up, you know, strength training three days a week can be essential for helping your bone density. Uh, just depends where you're at. And I would do a little bit of both. Next question from my dear Susan Burton. <laughs> she calls me out. She says, you eat one Cadbury egg, one cinnamon roll, one latke, and one matzo ball each year. What else do you eat only one serving of per year? <laughs> and I have to say that she is right on some of these, but I think I go over one on some of these too, if I'm just being honest. Like sadly, the Cadbury egg, I probably have two now a year. <laughs> I've pushed it to two. And yes, you're all probably thinking, wait, what? Kim Eagle eats Cadbury eggs? I mean, there couldn't be anything more toxic or full of preservatives and blah. Guess what? I am human. <laughs> I like a lot of this bad stuff too. And for some reason, I love Cadbury eggs, but I do try to limit it. So usually it's two. I've moved up to two, Susan. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. Um, yes, we have a tradition in our house with cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. They are amazing. My husband makes them homemade, but they're so rich that literally I can only have one. 
Um, one laka, I don't think I've ever said one. I probably have more than one laka because there's nothing actually bad with a laka. That's just a potato pancake. I have more than one of those here. And matzo balls too. I actually don't have matzo balls very often because I don't know anywhere in Austin that has good matzo ball soup. And if anybody knows a great place, like I don't even think there's a real Jewish deli in Austin. And if there is, could someone please tell me, stat? Um, I haven't had a matzo ball in a long time. I'll tell you that, but I do love them. So what is something else that I eat more than one, or that I have one serving of a year? So basically what Susan's asking is, what indulgences do I allow myself? Because you all think I'm not human, but I absolutely am. You should know that I love a really good Pepsi. Yes, I said it, okay? Now, no, I don't have them very often because it's terrible for you. And I tell my clients all the time, I wean my clients off soda all the time. You cannot lose weight and be drinking soda and diet soda is even worse. I do not drink diet soda, but I would be lying to you if I didn't tell the truth that I love Pepsi. I love Pepsi over Coke. I love the real deal. I don't love anything diet flavored and I probably have like two or three a year, um, but that's it. I could never have it in the house because I would drink it and I love it. There you go. I like the flavor of it, but it is very sweet and it is not good for you. So it is not something that I have very often, but we all deserve to splurge sometimes. And then I would be lying to you as well if I didn't tell you that sometimes I get so hungry because I didn't follow my own rules and if I've already eaten all the snacks in my purse or my car and I get so super hungry that I, my blood sugar drops and I start to get really shaky, I will pull into a CVS and eat a Snickers bar. It has happened and it probably happens a couple times a year. <laughs> and I'm not proud of myself for it because I always tell you all, have a snack, have a healthy snack in your bag. And I always, almost always do. But there are a couple times a year that I've eaten all the snacks and maybe get stuck in traffic or a drive took longer than I thought and I didn't get home and I'm absolutely ravenous. And once you get ravenous, all bets are off. I tell my clients that all the time. Don't get starving because when you get to that point, you'll be like Kim Eagle and you'll eat a Snickers bar. So that won't help your weight loss. So there you have it, Susan. A couple new ones for you. Next question from Amy Goodman. What is your personal workout routine? How much cardio? How much lifting? And how heavy do you lift? I'm assuming it's harder than the weights you use when you film your videos. Yes, it would be impossible for me to film my videos and lift my heaviest weights like I normally do and still be able to talk to you and count you through the sets, right? So whenever you see me in a video, I'm never lifting the amount of weight that I would normally lift in a workout session, just so you know. So my current workout routine, and it changes all the time depending on what my goal is at that time. So obviously, if I'm training for a marathon, then I'm in a marathon training routine. If I'm training for a triathlon, I'm in a triathlon routine. Um, and then in 2020, I was supposed to have hip surgery that got canceled, thank goodness, with COVID. Um, and so my workout routine had for the first time in a really long time, had nothing to do with any racing. There was not any racing on the books this year. So my current workout schedule for most of the last six to eight months has been on Mondays, I do a cardio strength combo session 
on my own. And it's usually some kind of running interval training in combination with strength training. And I like to go back and forth. So on Mondays, I do like 10 minutes of intervals on the treadmill, and then I'll do 10 minutes of strength training and then back to the treadmill. And that's about an hour uh, session that I do. So I do a combo strength and a cardio run on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, I ride my bike for an hour and I generally will do some kind of power type ride where I'm focused on my actual power that I'm putting out. And then on Wednesdays, I do a tempo run. So I've been really pushing and working on my tempo runs. And then on Thursdays, I go back to that cardio strength type day. But this time I do it on the bike. Uh, I'll do half on the bike and half strength training. And when I strength train, I do full body because I only strength train two days a week right now. And so I make sure that I hit every single muscle group in those two days. Um, and then on Fridays, I take an active recovery day and I do, I walk my dogs and I do just a little bit of yoga. I don't do any intense yoga anymore or right now because it's actually somewhat seems to bother my hip more than anything. So I just do light yoga on Fridays with a walk and I make it that my active recovery day. And then on Saturdays, I do my long runs, which have been about 10 milers. And those are done as endurance runs. So at a low heart rate, uh, slower pace. Sundays I always take off, that's my day off, I don't work out at all. So that's sort of been my typical, and in terms of like how heavy do I lift, I lift heavy enough that I'm not doing more than eight to 10 reps. If you're doing 12 to 15 reps, you can go heavier and you're just really wasting your time in my opinion. Because I only strength train right now um, two days a week with actual weights, I do consider yoga strength training as well, but that's more body weight. Since I only do that two days a week, I lift on the heavy side, meaning if I do eight reps in one minute and I use that whole minute and I go super slow, then I'm super shaking and it's super heavy. Um, so I do lift a lot heavier than I do in the videos when you see me, but I do my own videos. Like I've been using willpower a lot in 2020 and they're amazing. And I, I lift heavier than the girl I see in the video. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you have that ability to certainly lift heavy with those videos. I just can't talk and and you know, appear like a normal person on video if I live too heavy. So great questions, Amy, thank you for that. Um, let's see, uh, someone had emailed in, and I know we've had this question before, but you know, because I get so many new listeners every, every month that I thought, okay, even though we've done this before, I'll go ahead and repeat it since someone has it again. They said, have you always lived a healthy life and a fitness lifestyle or was there a before for Kim Eagle? Well, there is definitely a before, but I would say I've always been active and I've always been healthy. In college, I definitely gained weight. I gained the freshman 15, like completely, I think to the pound. And that was mostly because I had no understanding at all about healthy food and nutrition. I really didn't. My mom was an incredible mom and she made healthy meals for us always growing up. Like she made breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me always. Those were home cooked meals. I never had a weight problem. I think that's another thing is like, I don't, I think so many people need to realize that if you cook for yourself, you probably won't have a weight problem. It's when you start eating out too much that you get in too many calories and too much fat and things like that. So 
I didn't really, I didn't know anything about healthy nutrition. I just happened to eat fairly healthy because my mom cooked three meals a day for me. And then when I went to college and I was eating dorm food, then I was like, oh, I'm just going to have cereal for dinner. Oh, they have ice cream. I'll have some ice cream after that. And I think I was eating like ice cream every night. And before you know it, I had put on 15 pounds. Um, so, you know, I was uh, probably probably 15 pounds heavier than I am today. Um, and then after college, I took that weight off. And again, I was still always very active. I was a dancer in high school. I was a dancer in college. And um and I really sort of maintain active activities always. Um, then in college, I I think once I took the weight off, I was pretty much fine. But I definitely went through those yo-yo diet phases. And then in graduate school, I learned so much. That's where I learned everything about nutrition and really got in the best shape, understanding what nutrition was all about. So I definitely didn't look like I do today always in my life, which is kind of interesting and good for people to to see that, you know, you can be more fit at 48 than you were at 20. <laughs> I mean, I think that I was healthy at 20, but I didn't have this much muscle and I was certainly not at the endurance fitness level that I am today. So it can be done at any time. So yes, there was a Kim Eagle before. She was always healthy. I was never like obese or anything, but I definitely had my moments of being 20 pounds overweight. Um, all right, I think I have one more question. Yep, last one. As a woman in your 40s, what are you doing differently now than you did in your 20s in order to maintain an active lifestyle that's pain-free? So yes, I am 48 years old and I'm, I'm more active than I was in my 20s. Um, I didn't really start running even until my son was born. That's when I did my first marathon. And so I'm definitely more active now, but in my 40s, I have definitely learned that I need to take it down a level. <laughs> so in my 30s, I think I pushed maybe more extremes. Um, but when you do that, your cortisol levels are just so high and the more cardio you do, you have more cortisol running through your body and it's harder to recover and it's harder to lose weight. And so one thing in my forties is I have just taken on less hard, intense workout days and increased active recovery and days off, which is a really big part of the willpower program that I created because that's a... I set up the willpower program to pretty much be how I work out and to show how a woman who's aging needs to work out as time goes on, which it includes a build, it includes active recovery, and that's truly how I work out today. In terms of my diet, how has that changed? Well, I'm just very balanced in my diet and I don't do fad diets and I don't yo-yo diet like I probably did in my 20s. I definitely tried all the diets back in the day, the cabbage soup diet, and I was on Weight Watchers and I, would, I, I tried it all too. Uh, but the only one that ever worked was the one that I do now, which is called balanced nutrition. When I really understood how to eat and that I could eat carbohydrates, I could eat healthy carbohydrates, I could eat fat, I could eat protein, I could eat everything in a balanced way, I realized that I wasn't starving all the time then and that I could just sustain this weight, which I have for the last, I guess, 18 years. 
So my diet hasn't changed, if anything. It's just gotten more balanced with more vegetables. I do eat meat, um, but everything in moderation. And then the probably the biggest thing that I've changed is just adding more meditation and really trying to work on my mental state. Because as I get older, certain things are very important to me, like not being obsessed with social media, not being obsessed with all of our gadgets and our watches and our phones. I want less stress. I want more peace of mind more than anything. And so my mental state is uh, definitely more important to me as I have aged. So great question. All great questions. Thank you so much for always sending them my way. And if you ever have a question that you would like to be on the podcast when I do the quarterly Ask Me Anything, just shoot it to me, Kim at EarnThatBody.com, or you can always um, check out my social media, Earn That Body on Facebook, on Instagram, and you'll see these posts where I ask for questions as well. So that's everything for today. Again, I just want to go back to if you are not succeeding with your weight loss goals already and it's just mid-January and you're starting to feel like a failure, I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that you're failing. I want you to realize that if you started some kind of cleanse or detox, those aren't sustainable. It's not your fault, but it is time to figure out what you can do to get your health on track, to get your weight loss on track so that you can sustain it because nobody wants to live on a yo-yo diet train. Like, it's just not fun. And honestly, once I learned how to get off that train, I, I don't feel like I'm starving anymore or I'm deprived anymore. And so there's so many things that you can do once you balance your nutrition. If you have any questions, check out earnthatbody.com or you can always email directly at kim at earnthatbody.com. Thanks so much for listening today. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 